All right. You ready? You ready to? Yeah, sure. All right. So, <clears throat> was that necessary? <clears throat> it, yeah, my throat was. Kind okay. Of you were actually phlegmy, not just. No, no, it was not just it, No, it was actually. Yeah. Okay. I'm still getting over a thing. Um. So, <laughs> welcome to Creature Crunch, uh, the show where we we watch a movie toss that monster into the road and then run over it several times until it's crunched down into a, uh, a, a palatable monster stat block. Uh, my name is Matt. Uh, and I'm bad to the bone. What movie are we watching this week? Uh, this is your choice. Yeah, this was my week, and we went for uh, John Carpenter's seminal okay movie, uh, Christine. That's what we did. So, yeah, uh, what did we think about Christine? Chris? Uh, I thought Christine was a car. Uh, done. Yep. Movie, movie yeah. solved. Good, good episode, everybody. <laughs> Let's get stick it in the can. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think you were saying it was a lot longer than you remember. It, yeah, I I watched this like a long, long time ago, and uh, yeah, I don't remember it being this long. But maybe it's just because I'm old and time is like broken anymore, so it's hard to remember how how things work. Um, but yeah, it, it's not like the best John Carpenter movie by a long shot. Um, but it's it's still one that I, has a lot of enjoyable moments in it. Um, there's some cool effects in it. Uh, the cast is is pretty decent. Like, there's no real standout bad performances or anything like that. I don't think. Yeah, like when when you told me about this movie because this is one that I didn't know existed. This is not yeah. something that was in my wheelhouse. Uh, partly because I didn't get into horror movies like mm-hmm. this until much later. I mean, this this one predates me anyway, uh, and. Uh, I'm not a car person. No. <laughs> and I don't get into the genre of uh, something that shouldn't kill you and is trying to kill yeah. you. So yeah. it, th- this one just completely flew under my radar for the longest time. So this was my first exposure to it. And I, I got to admit, I was, I was surprised. I, mm-hmm. I was, it not, wasn't quite what I was expecting. Um, like you, you can definitely tell John Carpenter's touches to it. Oh, very like much like so. he, he's such a good director. Like he's, one of my favorite, if not my favorite directors, like he just does so much good stuff. And, uh, yeah. but he also has this unfortunate streak where all of his movies that we now consider like big classics, like the thing they live, uh, Prince of darkness, uh, like all, all of his movies from that run there in the late seventies, early eighties. And they bombed at the, th- at the theater and were not critically regarded as, as good movies until much later. And now, like, they're all considered classic movies. Right. Like, The Thing is is routinely held up as one of the best horror movies ever. Right. And it tanked at the box office and was destroyed by critics. And this one maybe didn't get as much of a cult following, but I... No, it, 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 it doesn't have the cult following of the other ones. Um, partially because it is an adaptation. He didn't write it. He just directed it. Um, and this was kind of a, a, a shotgun movie for him where he wasn't necessarily looking to direct this movie but it was pitched to him and right. and no it, but it, it very much like when you when you say who was involved you, mm-hmm. you definitely feel that in the movie like, like you were saying you, you can definitely feel john carp john carpenter's uh directing all over it uh you and you, especially the music oh yeah and and you can see in many places for better and ill uh Stephen King's writing on yeah it. yeah but you also you can also tell like this was adapted from a longer story like mm-hmm. You there know, are parts the, where it seems like stuff is missing. Right. Well, I mean, because the, the thing that really struck out to me was 
uh, not struck out, but the things that stuck out to me were the the time skips. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it would be like this is month later or two mm-hmm. months later, three and months later. And stuff has happened during that break. right. And you get the idea that these characters are getting like you get you you feel like these characters know each other better than we yeah. see them on screen. Yeah. And I mean, to the movie's credit, it it definitely felt genuine like yeah. that. It mm-hmm. felt like these characters were actually the the relationships evolving. between the characters were very genuine. I felt right. especially between even, Arnie and Dennis. Yeah, even though we don't see that very much. No. And so I I got I have to give credit where credit is due. Mm-hmm. John Carpenter is a hell of a director. So, do do we, you think you recommend uh, if if people who are listening to this are unfamiliar with this movie, should they should they watch this movie before uh, listening to this? Before, yeah, me as well. Um, if you've watched other John Carpenter movies, like I think you're going to dig this one. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of his trademarks in it. Um, Close ups of people's faces while they're looking bad. Uh, really good music. Um, that that droning soundtrack that just keeps going until it feels like you're going to explode <laughs> right yeah for me i'd say that if you're anything like me uh you can you can watch it it's fine mm-hmm. you can miss it you're not gonna miss anything groundbreaking yeah i, I wouldn't make important. this your first john carpenter movie right i would watch halloween or the thing, the thing. or assault on <laughs> precinct 13 or any number, number of others yeah before you watch this one but mm-hmm. i would watch this one so, Chris, since Yo. this is your movie, uh, you want to tell us a little bit about its uh, production or, or cast before we get into the uh, the actual the actual well, synopsis? Of, uh, just as a fair warning, of course. Yeah, spoilers uh, abound. Spoilers abound. So if you do have an interest in watching this movie and go haven't, do that. go do that. Put us on listening. pause and go do that, but make sure to come back. <laughs> please. Please. We are so desperate for the plays. We need yep. the plays so bad. <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, Chris, take it away. Okay, well, like I mentioned, it was uh, directed by Jonathan the Carpenter, based on a book by uh, little Stevie King. And uh, I haven't read the book, Christine, so I can't really say how accurate it is to the book. That is a hole in my Stephen King like library that I haven't filled at any point. Um, I've read most of his books, but that's one that just kind of always slipped past me, because probably because the library doesn't have it. Um, it was supposed to be a comeback movie for Carpenter after The Thing, like, just underperformed like crazy. This one was more highly critical regarded, but it still underperformed and didn't even make back his budget at the theater, uh, which kind of set, or like, continued a precedent for, for John Carpenter where his movies just... So bad. That's so sad. It's, yeah, like, it really I, is. I'm legitimately saddened by that. Yeah. Um, and he is a grumpy motherfucker, so he just kind of, like let it go past him and continue doing what he's doing. Like that's good. I mean, he's a, he was a trooper. Like that's good. He's pretty well retired at this point from directing. He, I think he's doing like one movie next year and he's had a few producer credits, but mainly he just wants to sit at home and play fallout 76 right now, which is a choice. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Chase your bliss. Yeah. Um, but yeah, interesting side note, by the way, uh, I was looking at our release schedule and, uh, the day this releases is Christmas Eve. Oh, Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Feels weird, right? <laughs> it's mid October. <laughs> we haven't recorded our Halloween episode yet. No, we haven't, but I'm just, oh, I'm just man. side note. I, I, it just kind of popped in my head. Yeah. But, okay. But anyway, so who, who's in this movie, Chris? Well, we've got, uh, Keith Gordon as Arnie, John Stockwell as Dennis and Alexandra Paul as Lay, as Lee. 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 I keep wanting to pronounce it as Lay when I see it typed out, but it's, right. it's no, Lee. It's Lee. Um, I don't know who any of these people I are. I don't either. Um, <laughs> I, they, they've done other things, but nothing I could really 
put a pin on. Yeah. Sure. Um, so it wasn't real big on me. Um, the movie wasn't violent enough to get that beloved R rating when they, when they made it. And they didn't think it would succeed at a PG rating since PG-13 didn't exist yet. Uh, so everyone swears up a storm. Yeah, the, I noticed that uh, when I saw your note here. It was, it was like, uh, it kind of clicked. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, and that bumped it up to get the R rating. And that's an, one thing that critics really slammed um, the movie at the time. was like, everyone swears too much. And it's like, well, yeah, but there is technically There's, a reason yeah. for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn it, guys, invent PG-13. And yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, the, the, the violence in this movie is mostly off camera like you don't don't really see a whole lot of blood and guts no the i i can't especially even. for a john carpenter movie like look at the thing or precinct 13 like they're those are violent gory movies yeah and, i mean there's there's only so much you can do with a killer car i guess but like i can't even think of a scene in the movie that actually featured blood and guts like there's a little like, bit of blood in arnie's death scene but not much yeah no it's really anyway well yeah. spoilers um yeah we already warned them um <laughs> There Double were, warning. Yeah. There were 28 different Christines of various types in this movie. Uh, some were actual restoration cars that were the uh, 68 Plymouth Fury. Uh, others were other cars that looked similar enough that they could Get lock them it. up and use sure. them for faraway shots or wreck them or whatever. Um, at the end of the movie, all but five were destroyed. Wow. I believe it, though. Yeah, yeah. And right now, I believe there's only one that still exists. And it tours around as the real Christine. That's cool. Yeah. And goes to different horror cons. And I think you can actually, like, go to their website, which I do not know, and, like, get tours of her and stuff like that. Sure. But you cannot drive her. Oh, well, I mean. She's still she... in driving condition. Like, wow. they do drive her. Well, but yeah. you can't. You can't. Well, the... gee, I wonder why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the murder. That's the murder, why. yeah. You would. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the murder and the brainwashing. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, uh, interesting stuff. Uh, yeah, like, it's an interesting movie. Um, from what I re uh, understand, the reason, like, the biggest reason John Carpenter agreed to do the movie, other than the fact that he needed to kind of keep his head in the game at the time after the thing flopped, was that they got the rights to Bad to the Bone by George Thorogood and the Destroyers as <laughs> part of the soundtrack. And he was like, okay, cool, I'm on board. <laughs> All right, well, whatever. And it's like, the other than the, the car, that's the first thing you hear is is that song. Right. And it it very much fits the theme because the whole idea is that Christine was born bad. Like, she's not a haunted car. No. She's an evil car. Yeah, yeah, that was one thing I did definitely take note of. Like, because I was waiting, you know, knowing nothing about the source uh -huh. material, knowing nothing about the movie. I was waiting for, like... The factory was built on an old Indian game. Right, 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 right. Or, or like, like the, the the person who died in the car is possessing it or something. Right. Like. Something no, it's just an evil it's car. Evil this car. is a mean car. Well, I have a I have a theory, but we'll get to that in a yeah, second. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so uh so hit us with the synopsis, Chris. Okay. Well we open in a Plymouth factory where cars are being constructed on an assembly line. And we actually open with car noises well, and bad to that bone. Yes, but. yes, yes. Um and that that is kind of a striking way to start a movie is just with the the like grill of the car and it revving up in the background the entire right. time. Like that is kind of a weird, but intense way to start a movie. Well, I mean, it, it I, I appreciate it. Yeah. It's like, you know what you're getting into. Uh -huh. You know, you're going to see a killer car. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, I'll, I'll take it. I'll buy it. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, but the scene you can tell it's in the, the, in the fifties because it's all in sepia tone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that. <laughs> um, but we have all these, uh, Furies being constructed on a uh, factory line, 
and uh, Christine, you can tell it's Christine because she's chomping on someone's hand. Well, and she's the only red car on right. the line. And see, that's, that is where my theory comes in. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, they, they lift the hood up and, and the mechanic is checking the, uh, the inner workings, the engine parts. Mm-hmm. And then the hood falls down and, and crushes his hand. The implication being that Christine attacked him. Right. Um, my theory is that it was a normal car and it just the hood fell. But then it got a taste for human flesh. <laughs> uh, maybe, but my <laughs> like I, I think that you know she was just born bad. Like she was just a mean car. So you're, so you're supporting the uh, the the nature right. over nurture. Yes, yes. So. It, it, where it applies to cars, <laughs> as it applies to cars. Yeah. <laughs> the the worker gets taken off. Um, the another worker gets in the car, smoking a big old stogie. Mm-hmm. Uh, drops his ashes inside. Um, I don't know why why he's in there. He just kind of crawls inside to have a smoke break inside the car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the fifties. Yeah, there you go. Um, the alarm goes off and everyone goes home for the night, except for the dude inside the car and and a guy that I dubbed Judgy McWhiteman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he shows up and his face is just he's just got this such judgmental look and he's got such a dopey white guy face. He really does. <laughs> yeah. And he goes and checks the the he checks Christine and the person's dead in there, like they don't really show how he died. I think it's supposed to be asphyxiation, but yeah, that that was the implication that I got. Yeah, um, but I mean, Christine doesn't like smokers either. I no, mean, whatever. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, and then we jump ahead to I later found out it's supposed to be 1979, which is hilarious. Y- yeah, no, it it actually does say 1979 right yeah, away, yeah. but. Um, these sure yeah <laughs> it, it kind of takes place in any time america like well i would not <laughs> define it as that but <laughs> i i would because it's like it a lot of stuff does look very 70s and then there's like the school is straight out of like the 50s and 60s like, yeah it is okay that's fair yeah so it is not any it, it says it's 1979 it is not any specific time it's you, sure movie you, yeah you, yeah whatever just like all of these, all of these kids are oh, supposed God, to be yeah. seventeen. I uh, know, I definitely have if, that. If note. they're seventeen, I'm fucking seventeen. <laughs> yeah, like there was one character in particular who was like one of uh, one of Dennis's buddies. He showed up, and my first thought was, "Hello, fellow kids!" Like that just... dude who's like ten feet tall. Oh my like... <laughs> God! Well, he was a shorter guy, but he oh, had, the, like... oh the little guy. The yeah, little he guy. had yeah. total like thirty year old man. Yeah, face. It was yeah. like with wow. a face like an old shoe. <laughs> oh my gosh! It 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 cracked me up pretty yeah. good. Yeah, uh, the cast is hilarious. <laughs> it's really funny. But anyway, uh, we see Dennis pulling up to pick up Arnie from his house. He's blaring rock and roll from his car, and Arnie's mom does not care for that. Yeah, I, I have to note that she really hates moderately loud music. Yeah, yeah, she would not survive uh, in the, the 20s, 20s. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Arnie. He's coming. He's changing his shirt. That's noise pollution, what you're doing. You might as well be dumping toxic waste on our lawn. Arnie is taking garbage out to the outside can. It bursts open, spilling garbage everywhere. And we immediately find out that Arnie is a complete loser. Yeah. Like, well, that's the idea. Yeah, yeah. He is he just a chump. Yeah. And, and and they were talking, like, he's talking about how he's going to take shop class and his family was embarrassed by this. And that's like, my, I was just kind of like, wait, what? 
And then he goes on and it's like, oh, I see. The whole family are nerds. Yeah. And they really want him to take academic type mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And like I, it, you get a lot of background on the family without any of it actually being said. Like, they want him to do completely academic stuff. They don't want him to take shop class, like auto shop, because they consider it, like, low class and beneath them and stuff like that. None of that is actually said. She's pissed off because I'm taking shop. Like, it embarrasses her or something. My dad, too. That's another thing that Carpenter is very good about in his movies is, like, not giving characters backgrounds that are outright said, but you can imply a lot of them. And that, that that's something very difficult to do. Yeah, so yeah. It, it, it's a testament to his his talent. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're talking about how they were playing Scrabble and, and Arnie spelled out fellatio. And, and his mom nice. didn't accept it. Yeah, his mom didn't want... She she's no fellatio in this house. Yeah, so she she made him take it back. So she basically so she could win. Right, right. <laughs> Last night we were playing Scrabble, and it's like neck and neck between me and her. We blew my dad away early. Huh? So right at the end, I had this choice of putting down ratio for like five lousy points, or or what, Arnie? Fellatio on a triple word score for twenty four points in the game. What'd she do? She wouldn't let me have it. She won by seven points because she said obscenity's not allowed in Scrabble. Yeah. And I looked it up, and it's in the dictionary. Sure, Arnie. <laughs> yeah, it, the implication was that it's one of those things. Like, she, it was probably a two thing. It's like, yeah. she, she wanted to win, but also, that's a dirty word. Right, right. We find out that, you know, they're going into their senior year of high school. Uh, Arnie just turned eight, seven, 17? 17. 17. 17. And uh-huh. uh, Dennis wants to get him laid very badly. Uh, so <laughs> they, they have a lot of sperm talk. Um, it's, you know, it's kind of gross conversation. This was the first, like indication that i got it was like oh yeah this is a stephen king film yes <laughs> this is a, Steve, a stephen king write written, yeah, yeah written story it's like yeah you know that they they talk uh, like stephen king apparently believes that men just will not stop oh talking gosh, about those things that are like, men's stuff is. but whatever yeah <laughs> you know hey stephen king you you stephen you're king... a lot more rich and successful and famous than i'll ever be so i guess yeah whatever. he has very specific ideas of what teenagers are like Mm-hmm. And they have never changed from the 1950s. No, like they, it's the same. Teens are are always the same. Yep. Um, they get to school and they're having conversations with their other friend, the short guy with the face like a shoe, and <laughs> um, they're talking about how there's a new girl in school that they all want to jump on their bones. Yeah, for whatever reason. Yeah. Other than just I, whatever. It's and just... I, and I mean, um, Alexandria Paul is really cute in this movie. Like. Sure. Yeah, she's cute. Yeah. Like, jumping ahead a little bit, but one thing I found out kind of funny in a behind-the-scenes thing is uh, in one of the final scenes of the movie, she slipped her sister in to her role because they look very similar. Oh, really? Like, had makeup and costuming put her in uh, Lee's costume in the bulldozer scene and had her just do that scene while she was, like, laughing in the background because, you know... Just wow. For, just for... Uh, just for S's and G's. Yeah, and John Carpenter was like, Okay, what the hell happened to, to Alexandra Paul? Like that, she looks different, but she's still doing okay. So whatever. <laughs> and in the bulldozer scene, when she's riding in the bulldozer with uh with Dennis, that's the sister. Like that's not her. Oh wow, I, they, they left it in. Like I mean, it's kind of funny. I, I'm not super observant when it comes to movies as it is, but I sure as heck didn't no, notice no. that. No, 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 no. But it, I just thought that was kind of funny. I like that a lot. That is really funny. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Lee is new at the school, and the. A teacher is showing her around and tells her to join band because it's a good way to get with boys. And I was just like, 
that's another is that that's Stephen King again right there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, oh, very much so. Absolutely. Uh we get a little bit more time with Dennis and Arnie, and like I said before, their relationship is honestly kind of fun and believable. Yeah, no, it felt like very they do genuine. seem like good friends. Yeah, it felt very, very genuine. I, I appreciate that. Even, even though, like, the rest of the school is like, Dennis, you're too good for him. Like, you don't need to hang around with that dork, right? And they're they're still really good friends, and I like that a lot. It's really cute. Yeah, I enjoyed that. They they all of the characters, like we were saying, have have a really fun and believable dynamic in the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean. Nothing else about them is believable. No, but, no, no, no. I mean, but whatever. Uh, a bully in the school named Buddy. Another Stephen King, like signature, is yeah, the bu- I, the bullies who are bullies because bullies. You know, never, never feels quite like a Stephen King story without the extreme bullies. Yeah, like the bullies who are psychotic. Yeah, and they they steal Arnie's lunch and torment him with it. Uh, Dennis goes to help him out. Buddy, like, stabs... <laughs> stabs, the... stabs the fucking lunch and spills milk everywhere. Yeah. And then uh, get in a fight with Dennis. They slap each other around for a while. Uh, Arnie just cleans Buddy's clock, and then one of his his gang members just punches him right in the dick. Um, I have notes. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't a dick punch. That was a full-on dick grab. Yeah, yeah. And, uh... That character, by the way, that that bully is just straight up alternate universe Jonah Hill. Yeah, um, and we later find out his name is Moochie. Moochie, Moochie, fucking Moochie, mm. Buddy and Moochie. Yeah, yeah, those are our great Stephen King bully names. Oh my god, no, but I mean, in my from now on, he's just he's alternate universe Jonah yeah, Hill. That's yeah. all I can say. The sh- auto shop teacher comes in to break up the fight and just fucking throttles bully uh, Buddy. Just like this shop teacher is intense, man. Like, yeah, he, well, you gotta be. Yeah, like <laughs> I guess I guess when all of your students are thirty-year-old men uh, who ha- are all pretty rough and tumble as it is, you've got to be a hardened motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, you really them. need to to gird yourself before you're going in there because those kids are pulling knives and stabbing yeah. lunches and <laughs> yeah, just acting grabbing, like nutcases, grabbing dicks, grabbing um, dicks right in class. <laughs> right, they used right to there. send me home for that. <laughs> so I mean. Props to the movie for holding up its own fiction, I guess. Like, yeah, these, yes, these if that's the fiction you're going intense. for. <laughs> but uh, Buddy gets sent to the principal's office for pulling a knife and uh, gently greases off stage. And we we assume that he is promising revenge against Arnie and Dennis. Yep. Uh, Arnie, he, he lets it he, he lets it sit and bake for a while though. He does like, like he, he's like I was expecting him to like jump him after school. Yeah, and, like, I know. Shank like, him in in the parking lot. But yeah, it's when, like, when they're getting in in Dennis's car after school, it's like okay, he's gonna like pop out of the woodwork and just deck one of them or something. Right. But, no, but it's like no, he sits there. He like bides his time. Like revenge yeah, is a like, dish best served. I want to say cold. we have like two two more like flash forward sequences before. At we least. see him again. Yeah, and it's he, like, wild. It's like a month and a half later when he finally does yeah, anything. Yeah. But whatever. You know what? <laughs> like the timeline of this movie is kind of weird. But it is. Anyway. But again, it's probably more like I'm sure that the book probably has a lot more. Right, like, right, anyway. right. Now, Arnie and Dennis are driving home from school, and Arnie spies Christine uh, sitting broken in like someone's uh, by someone's house. Yeah, like in the with field. a for, with a for sale sign on it. Yeah, and he, so he makes Dennis pull over, and they drive in there to check it out. Um, we find out that the person selling the car is George. It was his brother's vehicle, but his brother died. 
can I say that I actually really liked this character? Like he's 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 supposed to be the creepy old guy yeah. who's just kind of off-putting and unsettling, but like I genuinely liked him. Yeah, he was one of the more believable characters on sleep. Mm-hmm. Other than the fact that it looks like he's wearing a straight jacket the entire yeah, time. Yeah, I don't know what the hell he was wearing. That was like, a weird outfit choice. It, it really really was. But like Dennis even calls him a creep and, and it's like, I don't know, man. I've met weirdos and creeps in yeah. real life. This guy is like an outstanding citizen as near as I'm concerned. <laughs> well, we find out later that he's a little shady, but right. But I mean, yeah. He's he's very well spoken. Yeah. He's very concise. And he... um Arnie is horrible at haggling. Yeah. He, like... he offers more money, doesn't he? Like not not almost. Like he goes he he straight up asks he's like, "How much do you want for?" I mean, whatever it is, it's not enough. It was like, wait, no, that's what? No, like that's that's not how you do that. Yeah. That is, you're doing it wrong. It's really weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if the implication is supposed to be that Christine already has her hooks in him at this point. That th- or... that's the feeling that I got. Like it was almost love at first sight, or yeah. in this case, almost like the freaking Mass Effect Reaper indoctrination at first sight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. Ar- the the implication is supposed to be that Arnie is is mesmerized and is willing mm-hmm. to pay anything yeah yeah his opening, his opening gambit was uh i will pay any amount and you're probably underselling it it's like yeah, yeah. That, no man that's not how you haggle but uh i think george ends up selling it uh christine for 250 dollars, i believe yeah he the, says he says the amount he says it's uh i've been asking 300 make it 250 for you and i was looking this up and uh in 1979 money, that is the equivalent of not quite a thousand dollars in 2021 money. I mean, okay, that that makes a lot of sense then, yeah, especially yeah. with Dennis's reaction because he's like, "Oh my god, this is a hunk of junk. Why would you pay that?" Yeah, much? I was like, "That's not that much money for a fixer upper. That's fine." It's right? Like, oh well, wait, no, that was 40 years ago. <laughs> right, right. But even then, it was it was hard for me to kind of visualize. It's like yeah, I but... don't know. Then again, I'm not a car person. Also, yeah. um, do do car people regularly name their cars? Yes. Okay, I, I I legit did not know this because no, when the, uh, the old guy was just like her name is Christine, I was just like, if if I was to buy a used car, I don't care. Like again, I'm not a car mm-hmm. person, but it's like if the owner was like her name is whatever, I'd be like, yeah, okay, I'm gonna go somewhere else now. <laughs> no, uh, my brother isn't really in the hot riding scene, but he knows people who are, and he goes to a lot of hot riding shows and stuff like that. If the person has had the car for a long time. And they put a lot of time, money, and love into it. Yeah, they'll name it. It'll okay. usually be inscribed inside of the car or yep. like inside of the trunk or something like Legit that. Legit did not know that. Yeah. All right, cool. So now Arnie has a Christine. Mm-hmm. Um, we get our first instance of the word shitter in the movie. Look, mister, would you, would you give Arnie a break? Huh? He's just a stupid kid. He doesn't know what he's doing. You don't know half as much as you think you do. Shitter. Which ends up being kind of a key word, weirdly enough. Yeah. And is a very Stephen King word that you'd think someone intimidating would say. Yeah. Stephen King has tropes, and he follows them to a T in every book. No, he does. He very does. Arnie's parents are really upset that he has bought a car, and he has this junker in their driveway. They don't want it in their driveway. No, they don't want it anywhere near them. They don't, like... It's another thing where you can tell a lot about the family without it being said up front. They don't want Arnie to be out from under their thumb. Yeah. They want Arnie under their control. And this was a, this was the the first and and only like rebellious act he's ever done. Right, so ever. he sticks to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, the implication being that that 
Christine has already got her her claws in him. Right, right. And he's already kind of spiraling out out of control. But mm-hmm. um, and I mean, because his parents are like, this is very out of character for you. But at the same time, it's also like from the outside perspective, especially yeah. like from Dennis, it's like. No, like he's he, been Arnie's been bullied by everybody, including his family, he's all his life. Had like a garbage day, like at this yeah. point where, a, a like a sociopath, like stole his lunch, threatened him with a knife, beat up his friend, broke his glasses, and threatened revenge against him. Right. Yeah. And then he found this car, and he just fell in love with it. Um, he had the money to buy it in cash, mm-hmm. and he it, it's the first thing he's ever done that has been for him not for his family or for dennis or for anybody else it's been for him and you can definitely see that like dennis is totally on his side at this point because he wants his friend to have something yeah yeah like dennis dennis tried real hard before the sale like to talk talk him him out out of it yeah but then after the sale was done it was just kind of like you know what there's nothing i can do yeah it's yours like i'll support you in it i don't think it's a good idea but you know you got to make your own bad decisions yeah so since Arnie's parents won't let him have Christine in the driveway, they take her over to a, uh, like, it's an auto shop and it's a, a junkyard. It's, at the... a, it's a do-it-yourself junkyard auto shop. Yeah, it's, I've never seen a place like that before. Neither have I. Like, I know there's pick-apart, like, junkyards and stuff like that, but I've never seen a place that actually houses the cars for you. Right. And I don't, I don't really know exactly how that works out, but uh, the owner of this place clearly knows how to run a business by immediately hassling and uh, ridiculing his customers. Yeah. I know a creep when I see one. I think I'm looking at one right now. I've, I've seen, I saw a fan theory online while I was researching the movie, and they say that um, the, the auto shop owner, uh, what the hell is his name? Uh, I can't even remember. Some Darnells or something. Darnell, Darnell, thank you. Uh, Is, like, related to the owner of the Plymouth plant from the beginning of the movie. Oh, okay. And that's how he knows about Christine. Or, like, how he knows that there was a a Plymouth Fury that somebody died in and stuff like that. Okay. I mean, okay, sure. Yeah. I don't don't know about that, but... All right. If you say so. Yeah. But, yeah, he, he hassles them and... But he does let Arnie keep Christine in the, the shop. Yeah. And I, I also noted that, like, everybody is pretty judgmental about Dennis's apparent responsibility over yeah. Arnie. Because not only did, his, his, like, Arnie's parents get mad not only at Arnie, but at Dennis. Like, you shouldn't have let him do this. And, it's like, mm-hmm. and, and in my head, it's like, well, he's not responsible for But, okay, well, they're yeah. friends and whatever, and the parents, etc. But then the mechanic is... this Darnell guy is let doing your this, friend do that. Yeah, yeah, doing the same thing. It's just like... And how could you have let him do this? I didn't let him. I mean, he wanted the car and he bought it. I tried to talk him out of it, in fact. Mm, I doubt that you tried very hard. Kiddo, you sold him that piece of shit. You ought to be fucking ashamed of yourself. I didn't sell it to him. I tried to talk him out of it. You should have tried harder. Do, do they realize that Arnie is not, like, Dennis's property or responsibility like like, the whole thing is like everyone assumes that arnie cannot be responsible for himself right or well i I don't know it could also be kind of explained away like arnie is clearly not a car guy like you look at him immediately and and the mechanic is probably like 
he knows nothing of what he's doing. And then Dennis is there and it's like, well, you are clearly a man with better, you know, yeah, you're the brains shoulders. of this operation. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. But, but I, I, it cracked me up still. Yeah. Like... Especially since Arnie's the one taking auto shop. He's the one who knows how to fix cars. Right. <laughs> Dennis doesn't. <laughs> uh, so they keep him in there and Arnie like picks up parts from the junkyard to start repairing Christine. Um, Dennis is kind of worried about Arnie because he's been spending a lot of time with Christine and not with Dennis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the auto shop workers are kind of freaked out about the progress that Arnie is making on the car. Yeah. Because ha- he's doing it very slap shot. Yeah. We, we have our first time skip. It's like two weeks later. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Christine is still pretty beat up, but she's looking a lot better. Mm-hmm. And like the mechanics are standing there, the Darnell and, and this other guy, and they're both like, in, like, remarking on how much progress he's made, but Darnell is still unimpressed. It's like, okay. Well, he, it, and he's, like I said, he's making progress in weird ways because yeah. he's replaced the windshield wipers, but the windshield's still shattered. Yeah. And, yeah. and stuff like that. So it's really strange. Um, we see Dennis try to ask out Lee for the first time while they're in study hall. It doesn't go well. Everyone's drooling over Lee because she's apparently the hottest in school. I think it's also the hard to get because she's yeah. like not taking an interest in anybody. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Shoots everybody down, so now she's the unobtainable prize. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. We see that Arnie is starting to change. He's becoming gruffer and meaner. He's not wearing his glasses anymore. Which I had questions about. Um, I don't know when contacts were invented, but uh, <laughs> Our, uh, but like cri- earlier in the movie, he's he's without his glasses and he does the Velma Dinkley like yeah, I'm yeah. patting my glasses. Where are my glasses? Like, Apparently, without glasses, all I can see is blackness. Yeah. And then later on, he's just like, I, I don't need these. It's like, wait, what? Christine fixed his vision, just like uh, <laughs> when Peter Parker got bit by the spider. Oh, that makes sense. Are you suggesting that this man is becoming part car? <laughs> yes, he was bit by a radioactive he's getting, Christine. He's no, car, he car was bit powers. by a radioactive greaser. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, he's slicking back his hair and starting to look like what uh, Stephen King fears most in life. Mm-hmm. A 1950s greaser. Yep. The scariest thing imaginable. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Dennis goes to see uh, George about the car. Uh, George is starting to sell his property because he's going to go move into a condo. <laughs> yeah. And George has plans. George I, has I, plans for his life. I, I appreciate, appreciate yeah, this yeah. man. Yeah. George has, has the right idea. It turns out that George's brother's wife and child both died in Christine, and then his brother killed himself in the car. So that's been at least four people who have died inside Christine at this point. Which is a lot of ghosts inside that car. I mean, yeah, if that were the thing. If that, that were, yeah, happening. well, there's still ghosts inside the car, but they're just not influencing anybody. Oh, they're yeah. just in the trunk. They're just, oh, okay. <laughs> they're in the boot. Get, get, get them ghosts out of the trunk. <laughs> come on, get, come on, ghosts. Yeah. Kick out the taillight and, and wave down the nearest car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, George made his brother get rid of the car at one point, but he says that she came back which is our first implication that Christine is a self-driving car. Mm-hmm. So Tesla that's, been, I was going to say, that's been around for a long time. So uh, yeah, Tesla, you ain't nothing. <laughs> um, Dennis sneaks into the garage at night to like spy on Christine, but she turns her radio on and scares him off. Mm-hmm. This, the radio is one of my favorite things in this movie. I picked up on this as well. Like that is so cool. The way that Christine talks through the songs on the radio. Yeah. Keep on 
really yeah. appreciate that, it. That was a very clever touch. It's yeah. all old classic rock songs. The needle drops in this movie are amazing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that is just a super cool idea that even though she can't talk, she can still communicate by shouting at you in rock and roll. Right. <laughs> uh, we flash forward a little bit uh, to Dennis's football game. And we see that Arnie pulls up in a fully repaired and operational Christine. Yeah, it, looking uh, again, not a car man. Uh, looking pretty gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. The um, Stephen King said that he picked the the Plymouth Fury because it was a cool looking car, but it wasn't like a well known classic car. Sure, it was it, it was kind of an overlooked weirdo car, okay. but it was still one that had a very distinct and neat look. Yeah, and and that comes across. Mm-hmm. I, I, I will say. Arnie comes out with uh, Lee, and they start making out. Um, Dennis watches them yeah. in the middle of the football game and gets the mother-loving crap sacked out of him. Yeah. Just like, gets destroyed. Yeah. I, I'm so desensitized with, like, comedies and things where that's supposed to be the punchline, but this lays Dennis out for the next, like, several months. Yeah, yeah. This happens, like, late October, I think, is when it happens, and he's in there up until Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, he, he mentions in the movie that, like, the doctors tell him that if his, uh, like, uh, another centimeter and he would have been paralyzed from the waist down. It's yeah, like, yeah. It, yeah. It was a no, serious injury. It really, really was. We see the buddy and his gang of miscreants, like, notices Christine and notice that Arnie is now looking cool and mm-hmm. not like a dork. Yeah. Yeah, and and I this is where I really started to question about uh, have questions about uh, AU Jonah Hill uh-huh. because he's like I know like they're talking about the car and he just kind of says I know where he keeps it and it's like okay you you grab Dix as an attack yeah you apparently stalk this boy and his car and know where it lives like it's AU Jonah Hill I'm keeping my eye on you yeah he acts out because he he has rep- repression issues yeah. And, um, and I also want to take note here yeah. because uh, I have it in my notes at this point, but something I did notice is that I'm, I'm honestly not sure if it was intentional. I had to be intentional because this is kind of a rookie thing to do, but throughout the entire movie, the camera has an awful lot of trouble staying focused. Yeah. Like I, it I, goes in and out of focus an awful lot and it's very distracting. And it's almost got to be on purpose. Just like trying to show how Arnie is like, slipping in and out of it's possible like, or how, I, how christine's corruption is taking him over and stuff yeah like, that. I, like i think about that I th- i'm thinking about that now but watching the movie it did not right I didn't right. pick up on that and now i'd be interested to go back and see like what scenes it, it does that in mm-hmm. because it does it a lot and it was very distracting for me like it, it's got to be intentional because this is later on in carpenter's career he knows how to how to point the camera right like, right yeah like it, it would it seemed like a it, that would be an insanely rookie thing to do right right so but anyway, uh, Dennis is in the hospital being all jacked up thanks to his football incident. And Arnie visits him with a book of dirty limericks. Because. Yeah. Because 1979, Stephen. <laughs> 1979 going on 1950. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Arnie takes Lee to Lee. 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 God damn it. Lee. <laughs> to the drive-in during a rainstorm. Um, but they make out like. For the entire time instead of watching the movie, which is part of the That's what you did back in the 50s. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Lee makes Arnie stop before they get too physical, saying that she can't, and she runs off to the snack bar. Arnie uh, chases after her, and Lee reveals that 
She hates Christine because Arnie spends more time with the car than her. She's getting jealous of the car mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. They go back into Christine after getting a couple snackies, and Christine's windshield wiper stalls. Arnie hops out of the car and starts working on it, and uh, Christine or uh, Christine starts to choke Lee. Like, yeah, apparently Christ- one of Christine's powers is just controlling the will of the universe because it's like, like okay. Asphyxiation from yeah. exhaust fumes and, and carbon monoxide poisoning and stuff like that. Those are all very right, car-related right. ways of getting of of, an, of a getting killed. Like that's something you can expect from a, a killer car. Choking on a hamburger, this however, one... was a weird, like a weird card yeah. in in Christine's deck. Like <laughs> I wasn't expecting. And that, like the but... lights turn on inside the car and it gets super bright. I kind of wonder if like. That startled Lee into choking on the hamburger. Maybe? <laughs> like, I maybe mean, that's what's going on. I don't know. I don't know. It, this is a weird one. It, like, yeah. She never really displays this power again. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, this is the only time, but whatever, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Arnie can't get into the car to help Lee because Christine, Christine locks the doors. Locks the doors and won't let him in. Uh huh. I guess the implication is supposed to be that Christine is jealous of Lee as well. Yeah, yeah. They're jealous of each other. They're both the other woman. Yeah. A stranger manages to open Christine and Heimlich's Lee until she coughs up hamburger. Uh, but Arnie gets super possessive of her. Mm-hmm. Um, they return home after this. Lee is understandably freaked out and immediately jumps to Christine was trying to murder me. Yeah, yeah, and and Arnie was in on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she's like, I don't want to have anything to do with you anymore, but. I still care about you, which I mean, I guess yeah. it, it's, I think the implication is supposed to be that Arnie has already, like from the moment Arnie and, and uh, Lee got together, which is already out of character for Arnie, uh, uh-huh. his character has evolved and changed even more by C- Christine's corruption. Yeah. Um, but, and, and now like he's basically an unrecognizable jackass. Right. Which... Right. He, he's gone full greaser punk. Yeah. Lee tries to uh, convince Arnie to get rid of the car, but of course Arnie's not going to. Mm-hmm. Um, he sees her off to the house, then gets inside Christine, and Christine won't start until Arnie apologizes to her. Yeah. Which is, like, this car has a severe personality, and it's kind yeah. of fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, baby, please. It's all right. Everything is the same. Arnie drives back to the auto shop. 
um, to, and leaves the car. And Buddy and the gang are there waiting for him, sneak in after he opens the gate so that they can wreck Christine. Yeah. Which they do. Yeah, this one, this scene kind of took me off guard because I was expecting the, the scene of the bullies start to wreck her and then Christine defends herself. Right. She doesn't do that. No, she just let she just lets it happen. Yeah. I don't know if it's because like her connection to Arnie isn't complete yet and something like this was necessary or what. But yeah, she just, I, I mean, I it's weird to say because she's a car, but she just stands there and takes it. Yeah. <laughs> she really does, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she turns she turns a radio on at one point and, and, and spooks him. Yeah and, yeah, and tries to spook Jonah Hill, AU Jonah Hill. But Jonah Hill's just like, nah, hammer. And yeah, it's hammer time. Yeah. And then and then knifes up the interior. And apparently, at one point, someone takes a shit on the because on the Steve, dash. It's and, a Stephen King story. Yeah, don't right, forget. Right. <laughs> don't forget about that. Yeah, we don't, fortunately we don't see it, but it's mentioned a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next morning, Lee and Arnie arrive and see this completely destroyed car, mm-hmm. like. She almost looks worse in a lot of ways than when Arnie bought her. She just, straight up looks worse. Just because, like, she's been fixed up and now it's busted again yeah. instead of just old car. Right. No, she is wrecked. Yeah, yeah. It Like I am like I said, not a car person, but it almost hurt to look at. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, well, I mean, you, you got to figure it's like, you know, even though the movie doesn't show it, it just tells you. But you know that Arnie put in a lot of work. Oh, yeah. Uh you know, kind of losing his mind or not. He put a lot of work into that. Uh-huh. And as a creator myself, like... I mean, I'm sure anybody can resonate with that. Uh-huh. Like you create something only to have it destroyed. That's that's painful. That yeah, is yeah. very, very painful. Uh, Arnie freaks out and begins blaming Lee for what happened, calling her a sinner and, like, trying to push her away. Um, he gets in a fight with his parents over the car, chokes out his dad. Yeah, I, I genuinely really like the reactions that everybody has with yeah. Arnie. Like, the way that they treat him. Like, the... His dad, like, he, he storms off in di- during dinner and, like, well, calls his mother out on something, and his dad chases it, him down. Yeah, um, they, his parents say that they've decided to help him buy another car. Right, because they feel terrible. Yeah, they, they're actually starting to get, gain a conscience after this Well, I mean, they, and, they do still care about him. Yeah. And, and yeah, they're, they're like, okay, you know, we, we recognize that you're in pain. We recognize that this is really sad. This was something that was important to you, and it's been taken away. Mm-hmm. Maybe we haven't been as kind to you as we potentially right. could have. right. So we're going to help you get this new car. And he just does not take it because, Christ, you know, Christine is the only woman for him at this point. Right. And they're basically telling him not to go out with this woman. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And and yeah, But he, he, like, storms off from dinner and calls his mother out. Uh-huh. And his dad chases him down and confronts him. He's just like, hey, you do not speak to your mother that way. And, and then they have this tussle in the living room. And it's, it's a very genuine and, and like, legit-feeling yeah confrontation and kind of intense like his dad kind of backs off because even he realizes is like whoa this something is, is not right uh-huh. with, with this kid <laughs> with this 40 year old kid <laughs> i had him when i was 10 <laughs> <laughs> so arnie goes back to the auto repair shop preparing to restart his construction process on christine and she begins to repair herself right before his eyes. She's got Wolverine healing factor. Yeah, and this is a really cool effect, like watching the car repair itself. I, oh, my God. I don't know how they did that. Like, I, I imagine, know how they did it. Okay, I, I, I kind of imagine they reversed 
footage of some sort. But kind like, of in a couple places, but with a lot of it where the car is like pressing itself out, that's hydraulic presses on the inside pushing outwards. Okay, that, that makes like sense. Like reinflating the car. It, it looked, it was really cool looking. Yeah, you yeah. watch it and you're like, oh, this has to be CGI, it, like really good CGI, but then you're like, no, this is before yeah. that was a thing. Not just that, but it, this is a early carpenter. He's not going to use, right. he's going to do practical effects as much as he can. Yeah, and it, it, it looked good. It yeah. looked really good. Yeah, yeah. The car looks like almost like liquid in a couple places where mm-hmm. it's like pressing outwards, like when the bumper reinflates and the mm-hmm. grill reassembles itself and no, stuff it's, like that. It's it looks a, really cool. It's a cool effect. Yeah. And so at this point, like Arnie and Christine are joined at the hip. They are inseparable. Inseparable at this mm-hmm. point. And it's time to do murders. It's time to get revenge. And my questions about AU Jonah Hill become even more. Yeah. Like, what's your problem, Smoochie? Why was he getting a lift from a semi truck driver? And I don't know. Why did he have them drop him off under a bridge, I don't like know. On, in an under uh, under an underpass in the middle of nowhere? Like he starts wandering around. I'm like Moochie, what are you? What are you doing? Yeah. Why are you? What is? Oh my God! This man we, we is have... a huge puzzle piece that never gets answered. Because <laughs> and I I need to know. We I have questions about Moochie. It's time we had a conversation about Moochie. <laughs> But we don't get to. We don't get a chance to. No, no. Because uh, Arnie and Christine hunt him down. Uh, they turn on the radio to lure him in a little bit and then chase him all over the place. He hides in a little, like, alleyway. Well, before that, he hides in the middle of the street. This which is true. everybody knows is the safest place to hide from a car. Well, you got lots of maneuvering room. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, You're not you pinned gotta, anywhere. You gotta, you gotta be able to run around easily. Yeah. Well, you see what happens when he goes somewhere where the car's not supposed to be able to fit. The car fits anyway. <laughs> um, I still have... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he ducks inside this little alleyway, and Christine mangles herself to get in there and crush him. Which is, again, a really cool, like... Maybe not, not even an effect. I mean, they just drove a car into it. Yeah, yeah. Space, <laughs> they but, just wrecked a car. Like, man. <laughs> the the the, uh, the implication and like the the psychological effect on the audience. And yeah, the characters, yeah. That's intense. It, it's like an animal, like uh-huh. crawling in there. Take that, Mike. Yeah. Um. No, it's it's a very effective yeah, yeah. scene. It's cool. It's I, like I a tiger crawling in there. Or yeah, something. it's intense. It's like, cause yeah, I mean, AU Jonah Hill's just like, haha, I'm safe now. Come out, and he pulls his switchblade. Yeah, goes, like come, he, out, come out, and <laughs> he's gonna stab the car again. Well, he thinks this is just a driver, and yeah. then, and, but then, yeah, Christine like starts crunching herself in, and it's just like, oh, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, and we we just get to see like Moochie's face basically as Christine pushes into him, uh-huh. and then later on we find out that she cut him in half when she did that. Yeah, she pressed him up against the wall, and and M Night Shyamalan the. Uh, uh, signs him in half yeah yeah <laughs> they had to like pick up his legs with a shovel they said uh-huh. and uh arnie sneaks dennis some beer while he's in the hospital which is good i guess oh my god i as, have some fun notes about that later on too yeah um as arnie begins to or continues his metamorphosis into a 1950s greaser mm-hmm. uh and his eyes get crazier and crazier yeah like it's just a lighting effect that they do on him, like shining different filters of light on him. It makes him look insane. Like, he yeah. looks skeletal. His yeah. eyes are starting to, like, bug out of his head. They do a really good job of making him look very different from the start of the movie just by the way the light is shining. Right. I, I kept reminding myself in the movie, like, trying to remind myself what he looked like at the beginning. Yeah. And it's like, wow, this is... It's cool. It's a, it's a, yeah. good, it's a yeah. good transition that they do. Uh, a cop... 
asks Arnie some questions about Christine. He's a detective. Yeah. And, like, I have the notes that I have in this scene, they crack me up because it's like, he's he's really given Arnie the third degree about, mm-hmm. like, how'd you fix the car up so good? And it's like, I wrote down, it's like, look, I'm a detective. I know your car is supernatural. Oh, I'm just that right, good at my job. Right. And then he's just like, I'm also so good at my job that I can offer cigarettes to teenagers. Because <laughs> he's just like, you want a cigarette? And it's like, Arnie's supposed to be 17, man. Yeah. Well, it was, <laughs> it was the late 70s. No one gave a shit. <laughs> They had a smoking room in school. Okay, fair, but still. It's like... like, that was that was not long after my dad graduated from high school, and they literally let the kids, like, okay, you're going to smoke, go, like, down the sidewalk and do it. <laughs> but still, it's it's just, fine, just I'm don't a, do it I'm, on campus. I'm a cop, here's a cigarette, yeah. teenager. It's like, all yeah. right. And then, and then, like, later on, we also see, like, um, I don't even remember, I think it was, it's the, uh, it's Buddy and his, his friend, they just go into a liquor store and buy some beer, and yeah. it's just like... All right, you know what? I'm, yeah. I'm done. Like even I guess even the people of this town realize that these are 30 year old men. So <laughs> They're not whatever. Buddy has been held back 30 different times, man. <laughs> <laughs> so Arnie calls Lay or damn it Lee and freaks out on her over the phone uh, because of the car, and momentarily forgets how hanging up a phone works. Mm-hmm. Hangs up and then and then like picks up and is like, why aren't you on the other end of this phone? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ah, uh, poor Arnie. You've gone <laughs> stupid on us. Uh, we have another flash forward. Uh, and so now we're in November, I believe. Or late November, maybe? Something like remember. that. I didn't write down the the actual time yeah. skips and where we we're at. But we're further along in our timeline. Um, Buddy and his friends buy some beer and then drag down the road, like the main strip of town. Um, Christine and Arnie tailgate them for a while. And then they have a back and forth tailgate fight. Yeah, which is apparently what you do. Yeah. And Christine chases Buddy and his friends into uh, a garage of a fueling station, mm-hmm. and then just fucking rams Buddy's car. Yeah. And kills it. Kills that car. Kills that car. That car is dead. Very dead. Um. They smash it through the wall of the garage. Into another one of Buddy's friends and tear off a fuel line in the process. Mm-hmm. So there's fuel spraying everywhere. Buddy's car explodes, catching the rest of the gas station on fire. The gas station explodes. We have two dead people in this place. Yeah, and I have my first Critter Kibbles idea, uh, not to borrow too heavily off of the of a previous one. But yeah. Christine, put on fire? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, trust me, I have plans. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm glad. <laughs> And then, and but then, yeah, like Christine chases Buddy down, right? Yeah, and Buddy thinks he's he can outrun a car. And again, he he's like middle of the street. That's the place to go. Right, right. <laughs> like pe- people, c- come on, guys. Yeah, but uh, Christine is super on fire at the moment, and just runs Buddy down and sets him on fire in the process. Yeah, it was insane, insane, insane. It was insane. Okay, uh, Christine pulls into the auto shop that is her home to heal. Um, she's smoking, smoking, and calcified, yeah, and yeah, just yeah, looking awful, and oh man, mm-hmm. this scene, and yeah, we find out that uh, Arnie has not, in fact, been driving her. She's been driving herself to go yeah, murder these people. Dar- Darnell pulls up a shotgun, and he's yeah, he walks up. He's just like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, because to him, like he he knows that Arnie is is gone right now because yeah. he's been driving. Uh, Darnell's car to go deliver parts. Yeah, we learned that later on. So Darnell knows this, and he opens up the car door ready to shoot whoever the shit's in there. Uh-huh. And there's nobody in there. And then, so his next reaction is to 
Well, let's just get in the car and pretend and, and fantasize what it would be like to drive it. Yeah. It's actively smoking and you had to use a rag to yeah, open the door. Yeah, he burned his hand opening the door. So he's, but he's, he sits down and he sits his shotgun down and he grabs the wheel and you can see it. It's like, oh man, it would be sweet to drive this. It's like, yeah. you're a lunatic. Yeah, like I, I can only assume it's Christine's influence again. Like he got too close. Maybe. He got too close and got caught in her web. <laughs> so she pulled him inside and then smushes him by like moving the seat forward and crushing him against the steering wheel. Yeah. Which is a bad way to go, honestly. I like, wouldn't want to. Like that, yeah. Yeah. That doesn't feel nice. Um, and she talks through the radio again while this is going on, playing a song called Boney Maloney about a very skinny woman. <laughs> <laughs> I got a girl named Boney She's as skinny as a stick of macaroni. And Christine's uh, got a sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Darnell is smushed. Uh, Arnie arrives the next morning, um, finding the cop from before investigating Darnell's death. Uh, Christine has fully repaired herself at this point. She's looking cherry again. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Darnell is dead inside of her. His shotgun on the ground next door. So right now, uh, Arnie is suspect number one in a number of murders. Yeah, but this time he actually has an alibi. Yeah, he has an alibi, and he remembered the receipt this time. Yeah, he, he has the receipt. He can he's like you can ask my parents. Like I wasn't right. around here for any of this. Uh, Dennis has been released from the hospital. Uh, he's still kind of banged up, but he's home now. He gets a call from Lee, and they're both really worried about Arnie. Yeah, and they need to—they need to have a conversation about Christine. Um, they promise to destroy Christine if Arnie won't give her up, because at this point they're full on like, "Yes, this car is evil." Yeah, like, they, they jump they, to that conclusion quick. They both know. Yeah. They both know. But again, it it, it really belies the fact that like. It feels like there's, you know, you can tell they cut a lot from the source material. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm sure, like, again, I haven't read it, um, but I'm sure that there was more leading up to this to yeah, allow because, them to like, on come to that film, this is the second time that Lee and Dennis have talked, basically. Very, yeah, just about. And they're, like, super friends now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Arnie pulls up to pick up Dennis because they're going to go to, I can't, like, what is it, a movie or something? I can't, I don't, I I can't even I remember. Like, I they're going to do up. something. yeah. And he picks her up in Christine. Um, at this point, he looks like a skeleton. Yeah. Like, he looks like an actual skeleton driving this car. He's, yeah, he's pretty... He's gaunt. Like, pretty far gone. The way he's lit, he's, like, white. His mm-hmm. eyes are bulging out. He looks terrifying. Mm-hmm. Good makeup work. It, very good makeup and lighting work, yeah. Yeah. It, Arnie begins to drink while they're driving, offers Dennis a beer, uh, and then pulls into tr- like oncoming traffic on on the mm-hmm. interstate. Yeah, and he's he's demonstrating that Christine can basically drive herself. Yeah, yeah. Like he lets go of the wheel, and she's yeah. following curves. And... Yeah, it, like Dennis's plan was to try to talk Arnie into a semblance of of sanity, I guess. Yeah, but um, he's he's too far gone. And and this is when he yeah Dennis kind of realizes like no this is this it, it's it he's irredeemable at this point. Yeah. Arnie makes an oath that he is going to kill all of the shitters in the world 
who is anybody who is against him. Uh Uh-huh. And it's an incredibly intense speech from Arnie. Yeah, it is. Let me tell you a little something about love, Dennis. It has voracious appetite. It eats everything. Friendship. Family. It kills me how much it eats. But I'll tell you something else. You feed it right, and it can be a beautiful thing, and that's what we have. You know, when someone believes in you, man, you can do anything, any fucking thing in the entire universe. And when you believe right back in that someone, then watch out, world, because nobody can stop you. Then nobody, ever. And you feel this way about Lee? (laughs) What? Fuck no. Talking about Christine, man. No shitter ever came between me and Christine. And... Like, you can just see Dennis, like, pulling himself farther and farther into the corner of the car to, like, try and get away from from Arnie. Yeah. Without leaving the vehicle. The next day, Dennis scratches Darnell's tonight into Christine's hood Mm -hmm. to uh, get Arnie and Christine to go there where they can ambush, where he and Lee can ambush them. Uh, They hotwire a bulldozer, (laughs) which was interesting. And I also have the note here that we might be borrowing from another Critter, Critter yeah. Tibbles episode in making our second stat block for construction equipment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, a, kind of a fun note here. I guess the, the Dennis's actor had to take bulldozer driving lessons. Oh, wow. Before the movie because, like, he had no idea how to do anything. With, I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah. Like, I, I, I but yeah. He'd probably puzzle it together. In order to, like, not kill himself or anybody else while he was driving it. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I'd probably need some lessons, yeah, yeah. too. <laughs> I don't know. I, I drove my dad's skid skier yeah, as a kid. That's basically the same thing. Yeah, you'd be better than I would at I it. drove a backhoe once, too. There you go. Yeah, you're yeah, fine. I'm good. <laughs> um, But Christine is, like, already there inside the auto shop waiting for them. Yeah, I don't just, know how that happened, but okay. Just turns on her headlights and is like, Christine's here. Yep. <laughs> Under a pile of junk. Yeah, yeah. Surprise. Uh, Christine chases Dennis, or Dennis, Lee around the uh, the auto shop. Until Dennis can kind of shield her with the the scoop from the back from the uh, bulldozer, uh, Christine beats herself to shit chasing Lee around, mm-hmm. but is able to re- regenerate each time. Yeah, and at some point in time, like it's unclear as to whether Arnie's actually in the driver's seat at this right. point. And then, like at some point, it shows him, and he is just. He looks like the devil. Yeah. <laughs> like he looks terrifying. But uh, Arnie, Arnie really should have buckled up. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, Lay or damn it, Lee jumps inside the office of uh, the auto shop. Christine crashes through the window in the wall, sends Arnie flying through her windshield, and impales him on a giant shard of glass. Yeah, and Arnie is no more. Yep. And then, and uh, Christine mourns Arnie, whom she is directly responsible for his death. But yeah, whatever. Yeah. That's how. That's the only way that Christine knows how to love. I guess. And then Lee goes to take cover in wide open space. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, people. <laughs> yeah. Decisions were made about how to deal with Christine, and none of them were good. Mm-hmm. Um, Dennis smashes her with the bulldozer a few times, and she keeps regenerating, like, quickly. Um, but eventually they manage to mash her down all the way and shove her in a car crusher, which is off screen, apparently. Yeah. yeah. It just cuts, and it's just, there's a cube of Christine. There's a cube of Christine, yeah. We get a brief, like, not quite jump scare, but oh no moment. Yeah, as you hear a, the radio yeah. come on. And... But it's, oh no, it's a, 
It's an auto shop worker with a boom box. Yeah. <laughs> and I love, and, and the detective is there and he's just like, you yeah, two why are, the hell's he there? Yeah. He's like, you two are heroes. I know because I'm a detective. Yeah. <laughs> and it, they're like, no, we're not heroes. Cause if we were heroes, we could have saved Arnie. It's like, you guys killed a devil car. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know why the cops here. Um, everyone leaves and we close in on the cube of Christine as she starts to regenerate again. Yep. And then uh, Bad to a Bone plays. Yep. And we cut to credits, and that is our movie. That is. That was that was Christine. I dug this movie a lot. Like, it, it's a fun set. It is. It is. The characters, again, make the make the movie. It's, mm-hmm. uh, again, not, it wouldn't have been my choice, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we're going to go ahead and cut it here. Yeah, and We'll uh, take a short break here. We're going to cut to the crunch yeah. of this. I think we need to take a break so Matt can have a bit of a sit down for a bit. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting right. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I stand up and, and then I sit down. crunch yep we're gonna we're gonna crunch this car down into a cube uh and watch it regenerate into a monster something like that anyway uh before we uh before i get into the actual crunch this time uh this is the first one that i've done anyway using uh wizards of the coast's new monster rules um which means that they don't have a always alignment they always have a typical alignment uh and also like Spell casting and things like that are done a little bit differently. Um, you can look into that if you want to. Uh, it's mainly to make counterspell less effective than it was, but and also to lighten the load on the DM yeah, for yeah, yeah. like spell slot tracking and things. Because, yeah, instead of ugh, uh, like are... spell slots, they have a number of spells that they can cast each day. Like you can cast this spell once a day, you can cast this spell twice a day, things like that. Yeah, makes it a little bit easier. And a lot of spell actions have been made regular actions. Mm-hmm. which makes it a little bit easier in, in turn. And Not... I've done that. Okay. Yep. All right. So uh, so tell us about your crunch. Yeah. Okay. We have the Wicked Wagon. Apt name. Yeah. Who is a large construct, typically chaotic evil. Sure. Sure. Uh, AC of 17, natural armor, uh, 142 HP, which is a chunk of HP. That is. That is. Speed of 30 feet. Um. Now, I had a note on that one. Yeah. That's a slow car. It is, but I didn't want to... <laughs> The way I figure it is, eh, it could probably be higher, but I didn't. That was more for balancing issues than anything. I can kind of see that, but I, I was also noticing that this is, uh, I think, so far our strongest main episode monster. Yeah. Um, and it's a car. Yeah. But it, <laughs> uh, I I wouldn't say I would say that it's probably not. Uh, it wouldn't be. Uh, unheard of to give it a slightly higher speed. Okay. I mean, obviously you don't I, want it I, to be cruising at like 120 yeah, miles yeah. an hour or anything, but like, I don't know, 40 to 50 feet. Okay. Like, yeah, I have no problems with changing that. I basically just like that was standard move and speed for things. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, so what do you, what do you think? I, uh, I wouldn't go over 40 myself. Okay. Okay. Uh, so we're, we're, we're going to uh school zone with, 
Uh, we're going to school zone, but what? also we're, we're, we're 40, 40. Oh, okay. 40? Never mind. Okay. That's not miles per hour. That's feet, my oh, man. I know that. 40 feet in like how, how long is a round? Three seconds? Six seconds. Six seconds. Yeah. That's fast. <laughs> I mean, by D&D rules, you can run 60 feet in, in, yeah. in uh, six seconds. So... I mean, because that's, and that's my thing. It's like, this is a car that's top speed is as fast as a man can run. <laughs> but all right. Anyway. Um, and did you, did you base this off of anything or did uh, you just kind of. She, she is partially based off of the shield guardian stats. Okay. Um, in terms of HP, uh, challenge rating and uh, armor class. Um, most of the stats I upped for this. Sure. Uh, the only ones I left the same were her strength. Uh intelligence and wisdom everything else i upped yeah she's got some pretty beefy strength and constitution which makes sense she's yeah. a car yeah uh i and also she... noticed that she's got some ridiculous charisma well yeah i mean she'd have to <laughs> <laughs> uh she has resistances or damage resistance to bludgeoning slashing and piercing from non-magical sources sure uh, condition immunities the standard con- uh, construct immunities charmed exhaustion frightened paralyzed poisoned yeah those don't affect her any Got saving throws on Constitution and Charisma. Okay. I get that. Blind sense of 40 feet. Yeah. She don't have eyes. Nope. And a passive perception of 10 because she don't have eyes. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good for not having eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, chal- or, uh, languages, she understands common but can't speak it. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, profici- proficiency bonus of plus three, and then we get into the fun stuff. Yeah, because and she's a challenge rating seven. Yes. Not that challenge ratings matter a huge no. lick, but... Like I said, I based that entirely off of the Shield Guardian. Mm-hmm. I just gave her a lot of different effects than what the Shield Guardian has, but I figured that sure. was kind of in the ballpark of where I was aiming. Yeah, sure. Makes sense to me. Uh, for her first uh, ability, she has her headlamps. The Wicked Wagon projects light for 40 feet in the direction it is looking. <laughs> That's wild, but it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Uh, she regenerates. Uh, Boy, she... does she regenerate. Yep. 2d10 plus 4 hit points at the start of its turn as long as it has at least one hit point. So this car is freaking hard to take down. Yeah. A lot of other monsters that have regenerative abilities tend uh-huh. to have like a stipulation. Like if they were hit by fire or if they're in direct sunlight or something like yeah. that. Well, I, I was looking at the Shield Guardian. The Shield Guardian regenerates 1d10. Just flat out. Always. Sure. And I was like, okay, that's pretty good. But we see Christine regenerate like crazy in the movie. Right. I wanted to reflect that. Yeah. You need to take her down fast. And that's going to be hard to do with as much HP as she has. With, so. with as much HP as she has and her um, her abilities and uh, some of the other stuff she can do. She's going to not, she's not going to go down without a fight. Right. Yeah. Honestly, I think that like... Even though we upped her speed, I think that having her speed reduced and, and probably her blind sight uh-huh. at only 40 uh, is probably your only saving grace here. Yeah, yeah. So. You, can, you can hide from her, but... Just, just try not to hide in the middle of an open exactly, road. Exactly, exactly, yeah. If she sees you, she's going to hit you. Yeah. <laughs> or do something worse, as we'll get into. Um, she has an ability called Driver's Link. If a creature is inside of the Wicked Wagon... All of its attacks are made at advantage. So as oh, long as there's yeah. someone who's driving her, she's better. Yeah, that makes sense. She also has door locks. <laughs> uh, she is a car. Yeah. That's just a standard safety feature. Right. 
Up to three medium creatures or one large creature can be inside of the Wicked Wagon at a time. All creatures inside of the Wicked Wagon move with it and make all of their attacks and saving throws at disadvantage. So is there a reason that it's all saving throws and not just the physical ones? Um, the way I figure it is it's part of her mental okay. fogging. That yeah. just challenged you. That makes sense to me. Yep. Uh, a creature attempting to exit the Wicked Wagon must make a DC 14 strength or dexterity saving throw. Yeah, uh, she doesn't want you to leave. She doesn't want you to leave. And she, <laughs> yeah. she She's better with you in her. She's better with you in her, and she can control you better if you're in her. Yeah. And that's what she wants to do. That's which, her main goal. Which you're going to get to here in a minute. I am, because now we are into attacks. Yep. Uh, she has a multi-attack. She makes two of her ram attacks and can move between them, because there is a moving re- uh, requisite for the ram attack. Okay, right, right, right. And I mean, it's it's one of those things where uh, I'm kind of glad that you in- indicated that she can move between them. Right. Because standard rules, that's just a thing that you can do. Uh-huh. But I definitely feel like there's a lot of, lot of people that probably don't quite grasp Exactly. That. That's so why I wanted to kind of... It's a very important that. part of her. And it, yeah, somebody who's just looking at that, like, she can make two attacks, but she has to move? What? So, yeah. But get, you'll get into that. So. Yes, because her ram attack um, is just a basic... Plus seven to hit, uh, one target deals 2d6 plus four bludgeoning, but she has to move at least 10 feet in order to hit somebody with it. Right. So the way I figured it is, like, if she's against a bunch of adventurers, she can plonk one, back up, and either plonk them again or hit somebody else. That makes sense. Like, yeah. That's why she has to move. Right. Right. And, th- and that was what really another thing that made me want to up her speed a little bit because yeah i, I mean if she's using her speed just to catch up to the adventurer she's yeah. never gonna kill like never be able to get to use her attacks yeah like that so but like her big thing isn't even though in the movie we see her crushing people a lot though i kind of based the the game version of christine more around her mental influence sure and that's where we get into her influence ability mm-hmm. uh which is a recharge ability recharges on a five or six sure. so she can't use it all the time which is good, yeah. Because otherwise, this would be disgusting. Yeah. Um. Go ahead and carry on, and I'll I'll, I'll okay. hit you with my notes on this. Yeah. Uh, one creature within fifty feet of the wicked wagon needs to do a DC fourteen charisma saving throw. If the creature is inside the wicked wagon, it does it at disadvantage. I don't think I really need to specify that because it's already making its saving throws at disadvantage. Doesn't hurt to say. Yeah. Uh, on a failure, the creature must make one of the following actions at the DM's discretion. Uh, perform a melee attack on an allied creature within 10 feet, moving as necessary. Enter the Wicked Wagon, moving as necessary. Throw whatever is holding 30 feet in a single direction or go prone. So Christine can make you attack your ally, get inside of her and start driving. Just chuck whatever you're holding away from you or drop on the ground to get run over. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so here's my question. Uh-huh. Because now, I don't get me wrong. Do not get me wrong. I'm just kind of playing devil's advocate, ma- ma- challenging your decisions here. Okay, and as um, we know, the devil needs an advocate. <laughs> um, so when, when, you, when, when I watched this movie and I was uh-huh. waiting for you to put the stat block into effect, I was anticipating a simple and a, a standard charm effect. Like a once once a day she uh-huh. can charm an, a creature and then they're under her thrall for however long. Uh, tell me, why didn't you go with that route? Why didn't I, you go with that and instead had, go this route? I had thought about that. Um, the way I wanted to do it is I wanted to make the... Like, I wanted to, to force a way for the characters to get inside of the car. Okay. Is what a lot of it was. I wanted to really use her abilities where she gets people inside of her and she's better that way. Okay. That was a lot of it. Um, 
And like the charm effect would work. And like I said, I really considered doing that, but I kind of like how I have it where it's, so, they have to do this one action and maybe she can continue making you do other ones. So, um, that's actually kind of what, like, despite what I just said, mm -hmm. uh, like I said, I just wanted to challenge you. I wanted you to mm -hmm. explain your work, essentially. Show your work on this. But uh, one thing that kind of, like, I really like about this mm -hmm. is that, uh, unlike some other, uh, like, for example, our, our maybe, maybe our crab creature mm -hmm. from the last episode, uh, we have monsters that are kind of central to the plot, like... Like, you would have to build a campaign with these in mind instead right. of being able to plop them in. Um, and if you were to give her a charm effect, they would definitely have to be a slower burn. Right. And that wouldn't really fit in a lot of campaigns. Mm -hmm. They would have to do it. But the way, you've made, you, the way you've styled this is that this is a very much a singular combat type of... <laughs> this is a singular combat type mm -hmm. of creature. Like, she is going to exhibit all of her powers in a single combat instead of having to do build-up. Yeah. And you, you can certainly do build-up. Like, the way I could see this is, like... Maybe one of the party's allies uh, comes into ownership of the Wicked Wagon. Mm -hmm. And they can see their friend starting to act really strange and weird. But, you know, whatever. He's, they don't see him a whole lot. They're doing their own adventuring things. Right. And then later it's like, oh, no, this is an actual evil machine that is taking over our friend. Now we have to fight it. Right. Yeah. So basically you didn't want to make that as a rule and more of just like a, the DM can narratively exactly. or... or... Exactly. The role playing do it so so no like I said I just wanted you to explain your mm -hmm. work but I, like I really like how you put this together mm -hmm. I think that 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 works really really well and uh, is very effective yep uh, she's got one more thing she can do because she's got a reaction effect wait our first reaction yeah oh man I did a lot of, of firsts in this one <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah she's got a reaction effect where she can just straight up deal 3d6 plus 4 bludgeoning damage to all creatures inside of her she just crunches them she crunches them that's that's cool that's yeah. cool I like it because we see her do that in the movie yeah like she, she's trying to get these guys inside of her and making it difficult for them to get out so. right no I did she, this she's almost would... a Venus flytrap type of uh of enemy yeah no like, i would i could easily see having a ton of fun uh-huh with this she, monster like she's one of my favorite designs that we've done so far i mean we've done three each at this point i think i've done four but um yeah i i really she's my favorite design that i've done <laughs> and and she's cool she's very very uh thematic you, mm -hmm. you really nailed it on the head i would say uh i i don't have any further notes like i said Heck my yeah. big one was that speed uh, but we fixed to that right mm -hmm. away, uh, and the rest of this, I think, looks pretty good. Uh, arguably, honestly, uh, I know that we've got the running joke that, like, challenge ratings are uh -huh. are pretty much BS. But, I mean, for people for the people that do use experience to, to level up, I don't know why you're doing that. Um, but if you're using experience to level up and, and reward your players, like, that's where the challenge ratings are probably more important. Right. And, frankly, 7 seems a little light for something like this, because, <laughs> I mean... She has a, a decent chunk of HP, and yeah. is constantly regenerating. They have to deal. They have to constantly keep that DPS on her. Yeah, or else they're just not doing well, anything. Like I said, but... I, I based her off of the Shield Guardian. The Shield Guardian does have a lesser regeneration effect, but it also has its shield ability that it can do to reduce damage to itself. So that's, that's kind fair. of where I was going off. That's that. like that's fair. I think there's definitely an argument to be made to pump that up to an eight on challenge rating. I think that's at that point that's like. Really picking nits at the sucker. No, I, I agree. I agree. But uh, but no, like I said, I think the only thing that we really wanted to look into is that speed, and the rest yeah. of it works out pretty good. So cool um, beans. So yeah, you guys, uh, 
feel free to use this monster how you want. Yep. Uh, let us know if you do and, and how it works out. We'd really yeah, love yeah. to get some feedback. Uh, I'm hoping somebody uses some of these because I really want to know if I completely screwed up on something. Right. And something <laughs> that uh, by this point, by the time this episode comes out, I'll be all I've been doing for a long time. But at the time of this recording, this is rather new. Um, I have officially started putting these monsters into D&D Beyond as homebrew mm-hmm. monsters. And as the episodes come out, I'm going to be publishing them. Um, I'm probably not going to do the same thing with the Critter Kibbles episodes. No, I, those, just, are, those are for us and our... One Patreon follower. Yeah, they're they're behind a paywall. I'm, I, I don't. But whatever. <laughs> well, and now I want to release them into the wild, man. <laughs> you had to phrase it like that, you son of a bitch. It's the, I'm sorry. It's just how it is. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, and uh, speaking of, I mean, now that like at the time of this recording, we are two episodes deep, and and we have uh, we actually have our first two requests yeah we do so uh that's kind of what i'm doing for next week is okay. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pick one of those requests uh which one are you doing um my well, we are gonna be doing uh next time not next week but next time is the 2018 film big legend uh something that i was not previously aware of uh but my uh uh my our our, our most devout follower let's say um my significant other my better half uh, she would really like us to watch this movie, and I trust her judgment as far as picking movies for me. She's mm-hmm. the one who introduced me to Sweetheart. So, um, so yeah, uh, that's what we're going to be doing next time. Uh, thank you all for listening. We really, really do appreciate it. Yeah. Hope you have fun with this. We're, we can actually look at like the metrics for episodes now and stuff like that, and it's kind of interesting that we do have people who are listening. Like, not many, but we do have some who are. Yeah, yeah at the time of this recording, anyway. Again, this is mid-October. This episode's coming out at the end of December, literally the day before Christmas. Yep. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's cool, and I, I really hope that you guys enjoy it. Uh, feel free to give us feedback. We mm-hmm. really appreciate that, uh, especially reviewing us on the various places. Yeah. Like, I, I know I was kind of saying the same thing that I hear from other podcasts of, like, oh, you know, uh, I, Apple All Podcasts is the big one because it gets better visibility, right. which is which is still true. But frankly, like any feedback anywhere mm-hmm. doesn't matter to me. Uh, just give me that sweet, sweet gratification. Say um, something nice. We like we like nice <laughs> things. Don't say mean things. Right. Unless you have like legitimately good constructive yeah, criticism. Yeah. If, if um, you've got some some actual constructive criticism, that's I will different. I will eat that up. I that, will, that's something I will do good that to say. Uh, just don't say mean things for the sake of saying mean things. We're we're delicate flowers over here please please don't be the internet about this uh but yeah anyway thanks for listening um you can always follow creature crunch on twitter at creature crunch uh i definitely recommend checking out our patreon uh same same title creature crunch Mm -hmm. uh and uh i mean you can subscribe to our patreon as of right now uh all we have are the Critter Kibbles episodes yep, where we're, you can get fun. We're kicking around some ideas for some new stuff. Uh, we've talked about it. I've got a couple ideas that I might do for other stuff. Yeah, um, and who knows? By the time this episode comes out, they may have been implemented. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, we, we're recording these way in advance because we're terrified of the future. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, subscribe to our Patreon. It is the only place that you can find the exclusive stat block for John Voight. <laughs> and uh, or, or, and if you want to reach out to us, uh, you can do so with... Uh, uh, in it, Without using those two methods, you can email us at uh, creaturecrunchpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Feel free to offer suggestions or recommendations or even straight-up requests for, yep. for movies. Uh, like I said, that's what we're doing now. Yeah, if, if you've got something you want us to do, like we'll get to it. Like We will do it. Yeah, at the very least, I'll add it to our list. And if you really want us to watch it, I mean, mm-hmm. I'll 
I'll throw it on the agenda like I did with uh, this one and then the other request that we have that will be revealed at a later time. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for listening again. Uh, Chris, uh, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at the library C, all one word, at C-E-E, at Twitter. And uh, you can t- follow me on Twitter. Uh, that is at Danny underscore Hamsteak, uh, spelled just like it sounds, I hope. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, uh, anything else to plug? Anything else you want to talk about? I got nothing at the moment. Uh, right. May have some stuff coming up in the future. I haven't decided yet. We'll find out. Yeah. Oh, I guess uh, also if you want to hear our actual play podcast that hopefully I've done something with by this point, uh, you can check out Shouting at Dice. Yep. Um, I've got some ideas that we could t- to kind of breathe some life back into that. Uh, again, hopefully they're implemented by now. But, mm-hmm. uh, but again, thanks for listening, and uh, we will see you next time.